On this week's show, we've got Luke Florninger. Luke explains his full story from when he started, from owning a shop, and to where he is now. Now sit back, enjoy the show. Do not forget to hit the subscribe button. And then I'll sort of go around to a customer's house on an evening. There's this 18 year old lad, baby face, um, tattoos at that point. And they open the door and I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah, can we help you? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, I'm Luke, the floor layer. Welcome, Luke, to the podcast. First of all, who is Floor Ninja? Floor Ninja. It's yeah. been a bit of a journey, to be honest, Tom. Um, so, it started out many years ago, about 20 years ago now, as a 15-year-old lad, starting to go with my uncle, who was a carpet fitter. Yeah, just, you know, you sort of run on the mill, basic carpet fitter, vinyl floor there. Um, and, yeah, I was at school. Like most something, I didn't really enjoy school too much. So, no. any chance of earning money outside of school, I went with my uncle, just picking up remnants, off cuts, you know, back and forth, dog's body to the van, T boy, all of that. Um, that was <laughs> that was in and around like all school holidays. You know, sometimes even take the odd day off if he had a big day on. Yeah. Um, but with that, I obviously gradually started picking bits and bobs up. You know, started nailing gripper down. Doing a bit of this, doing a bit of that. Um, yeah, you know, I enjoyed it. I was always a bit of a hands-on lad at school. You yeah. know, like PE, the um, technology lessons and all that sort of thing. And yeah, obviously left school at 16. And although working month was great, he was paying me, you know, like £10 a day at that point, which a 15-year-old, it wasn't so bad. No, no. When you leave, when you leave school and everyone else is um, sort of getting these other jobs, and you're only on sort of 10, 20 pound a day, it wasn't yeah. sort of really cutting it. So um, I went and got a proper job, I think at the sports shop first. After sort of one day straight away, I knew I didn't like that. Beer at eight, going at six, having lunch at this time. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't for me. But I stuck it out, obviously, at that time, because you just get to the end of the month and, you know, I think at that point you get sort of like £700 a month. That's sort of big money as a young lad. Yeah. But very, yeah, very quickly, it sort of wore thin. And um, I ended up going back with my uncle right. literally about three, four months later. And he, he wanted me to help him, but again, he wanted to sort of pay me £20 a day. So I had to sort of suck it up for a while and just go with him on the basis that I thought, you know, if I can learn, then great. Yeah. And and I did do that. Um, I started picking up things quite quickly. The problem with that then come that my uncle sort of didn't like, or didn't seem to like how quick I was progressing because he just wanted sort of 20-year-old Luke picking up, you know, bagging up rubbish behind him. Behind yeah. him. And, you know, he had a good gig because as soon as he sort of dropped the scrap behind him, it was it vanished. You know, yeah. it's, I, I was there. Um, it was tidy. I was always ahead of him. I was doing more and more grippering, underlaying. Yeah, he was loving life. His, his work day was so much easier, <laughs> but for yeah. for twenty quid. Yeah. So, um, but I started sort of picking up more things, you know. Until one one day, we were on a big carpet job, sort of got it all prepped, laid load of carpets out, and I locked myself in a room. Basically, <laughs> I locked myself in a room. Um, so sort of anchored the carpet on behind the door and started fitting. 
Right. Yeah. And um, next minute, I saw uncle's going mental, knocking at the door. Hey, open this bloody effing door now. <laughs> I'm like, just ignoring him. Yeah, he's kicked off. His, his, his gut, well, you know, he was worried. Like, if he cuts up the carpet short, you know, yeah. that's going to cost me blah, 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 which I fully understood. But, you know, I was in there. So this sort of went on about five or ten minutes. He's out there, stressed as hell. Then he went silent out to the van. And eventually, you know, sort of 20 minutes, half hour, however long it was later, I'd finished fit in the room, opened the door, went out and found him in the van, got a right old bollock in. Yeah. Until he went indoors, upstairs, into the room, and see that I'd fit the carpet, you know. Well. Obviously, back then, when, you know, when I, by this point, I'm 18 years old, say. You know, because I've been, I've been watching and learning. It wasn't like I went with him one day, watched no, no. him do something, and then went and done it. I've been watching a long, long time before I'd done this. And, yeah, you know, it was sort of, he was pissed off, but he sort of couldn't deny that when he was looking around the room, it was fitted to, you know, his standard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie and say, obviously, at 18, I was fitting carpets to the standard I fit now. No. But, you know, at that point, it was fitted to his standard, and he got paid. So then, so then I started obviously installing more. You know, he started letting me install more. Didn't want to pay me the money that I wanted. No. Um, so as a result of this, for ages I kept saying to him, he, he only relied on subcontracting work to shops. He never really done any advertising. You know, okay. pick up the odd, pick up the odd job by speak, um, speaking to a customer from the shop we used to work to, but he didn't actively promote his own business so for ages i was like you know kev do this like put an advert in the local paper because it's 20 years ago you know? yeah, so it's, Yellow that pages. Big, that, yeah yeah that, that was a thing back then you know we forget about it now but um i just kept saying do this i said like give me the van um and the tools you go out you know seeing customers getting the works it's mainly carpet and vinyl work stuff that one one man could struggle on with on his own yeah um and he just wouldn't listen you know, he was just too sort of happy doing these three, four days a week, having, like I said, a 20-pound labourer that was now sort of basically doing all this other work for him. Yeah. And he just would never never take it on board. So, like I said, I was 18 at this point. In my area where I live, um, Newbury, Berkshire, at that time we had um, some really bad flooding. Okay. Like, very bad. To the fact, point, sorry, that the roads, you know, were like a river in a few areas. So, Thousands and thousands of houses got flooded out. Yeah. Um, obviously, well, then all, you know, all this insurance work came around. At that point, I decided, you know, I've got to go on my own. Found a company that would give me van finance somehow. Because, again, I was a young lad getting paid cash. I, I didn't really have a credit rating. But yeah. I found a, a van company that would, were happy to charge me about £18,000 for a £9,000 van. Over finance, <laughs> just literally a Citroen relay box of a van, you know. But beggars can't be choosers. Yeah. So eighteen, I signed myself into this stupid finance agreement, but it got me a big enough van. And um, yeah, a bit of bubble writing on the side at the time, you know, sort of Luke Johnson carpets, wood, vinyl. Yeah. But, um, and away I went, you know, never sort of thinking much more. You know, I'm just an installer, helped out local shops. And then I, I started to implement everything that I said to my uncle that he should do. Like right. A little advert in the paper, a little advert on yellow pages. Yeah. At the time, I was helped along because there was so much demand for work because of all these flooding. You know, I guess it was, I'd say it's probably around 5,000 houses that were 
you know, the whole ground floor was flooded. So you can imagine the amount of work that was created. Yeah. Um, and off the back of that, my little advert being in the paper, people were calling me. You know, they call up. And it's quite funny because people, you know, see Luke Johnson in the um, paper ring up and they expect to get like a 40-year-old man on the end of the phone. Right. And obviously yeah. at, that, at that time, I was only an 18-year-old lad, you know. So, you know, they, they call, have arranged appointment, and then I'd sort of go around to a customer's house in an evening. There's this 18-year-old lad, you know, baby-faced, um, tattoos at that point, and they open the door and I'm like, oh, sorry, yeah, can we help you? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm like, I'm Luke, the floor layer. And, you know, sort of look at me a bit like, oh, my God, really? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'd go and measure up. And at that point, what I had to do, you know, I was doing a lot of fit-only work um, where people got the materials themselves, you know, and yeah. I'd be literally going in and charging £20 to fit a bedroom just because it got my foot in the door. Yeah. Because um, although people were dubious, when you say to them that, you know, I'm only going to charge you £20, when maybe they've been sold a hundred pound by someone else, yeah. they soon let they soon you know change their mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, but you know, I get in, fit the carpet, you know, and after me from day one, it's a regular thing now in the industry. But you know, even ten years ago, five years ago, it wasn't so much. But even from day one, because I wanted to make an impression, I've hoovered my carpets from day one. You know, if I fit a carpet in your house. I hoover it because yeah. only only then once I've hoovered it can I tell if there's any little snags around the edge and little uh, wispy bits and need cutting off. You know, whereas a lot of installs used to sort of fit the carpet, leave leave a big bag of cuttings, yeah, leave all right. the fluff, you know, you know. And again, and also I trim the door. I was going to say and so leave the door hanging there, like on the side of the bedroom, just like <laughs> yeah. you know, that used to be a common yeah, yeah. picture that like just bits of carpet. The roll outside the yeah. door, and the, and the door just took off its hinges and said, "I right, see you later, bye." <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. That's that's one of the middle thing, and, and even with my uncle, you know, he he done that for at first until I started hoovering because you know because I had the time I used to hoover behind him. Yeah, and you know straight away, even then I used to see the feedback. The, sh- the feedback used to go back to the shop that we worked for, and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know." Kevin and his labour was brilliant. You know, they can't can't believe they hoovered up behind them. Like, no one's ever done that. But yeah, yeah so you know, I, I've always done that from a young age, and and again, ease the doors quickly, take the door off, cut it, put it back on. So that helped me build my start building my reputation. You know, yeah. I, I had to go through a good couple of years of working for little money, but with that, it obviously snowballed, and my reputation. In my, you know, it's only a small town where I live, but my reputation grew as sort of, yeah, you know, yeah. Luke comes in, everything will be done, you know, no doors left off, it's all tidy, yeah. and um, yeah, I was quite, I was quite lucky, but again, it all sort of worked in my favour because at that time there was such a demand of work from this plugin, yeah, so it coincidence or whatever, but you know, it all worked out quite well. Um, from from that, by by twenty two, by, by the age of twenty two, I'd um, taken on my cousin, who he was the sort of he was the next labourer that my uncle had after I'd sort of um, flew the nest. Yeah. And um, you know we bump into each other out in town, and he's like, you know, I was working. I said, yeah. I said, give it give it a few more months, and I, 
I'll have you on board. I'll, I'll get you on board. And he didn't believe it. And then I, you know, I ended up taking him on. Um, used to help out another shop on the, on the odd days. And they went bust. But their senior fitter also ended up having him. So, you know, I was 22 years old, ended up having three vans yeah. and two other guys. And at that point, obviously, I was really pushing. Well, I was a mobile showroom setup. So you right. had a small, small van stacked to the <clears throat> stacked to the roof with samples. And again, people love that back then. You know, mobile showroom turns up on your drive, dig free, and yeah, you know, it worked brilliant. Again, kept growing until another few years later, I went retail. Right. Um, and yeah, that was Luke Johnson flooring. Really. So got a little unit, a little warehouse set up, and yeah, just decided, you know. I was going to give it a go to retail. At first, when I was 18 years old, when I put bubble wrap on the side of the van, I didn't, I didn't expect that. You know, no. it was a pipe, it was a pipe dream, <laughs> but it wasn't. Um, you know, at that age, you just think, nah, that won't happen. Yeah. But yeah, we got to that point. Had a big showroom opening, and you know, the whole town sort of really supported me and created a fantastic business. All along with this. Again, my uncle was just a carpet and sheet vinyl fitter. Yeah. From a young age, I started going on other little courses, like manufacturer courses. I started learning LVT, you know, when, um, then started dealing with Candine. Obviously, when I first opened, went on the Candine courses. Yeah. Um, I've always always done mainly manufacturer courses. Um, to be honest, not so much like the training centers that are around now. Okay. Because whether I didn't know about them at the time back in the day or whatever, but it was mainly manufacturer courses and then a lot of like self-learning on site. You know, yeah. my mindset is once I've learned something, I then want to perfect it, you know, make yeah. it as quick, as quick as possible, but still perfect. So, you know, I'm always, always just developing quicker, faster ways to do things, but keeping the quality yeah. high. Um, so I've always been into self-development and you know learning new stuff um and with that in the showroom also got the candine stands antico stands moduleo you know things just kept growing and growing and growing yeah um problem with that was that i couldn't get the installers (laughs) okay so yeah at one point you know i had a showroom and then my customers would come in and book quotes and I'd end up having sort of 40 quotes to do in a, in a week, you know. Yeah, yeah. And as you probably know yourself, you know, one quote can be a little box room or a quote can be a mansion, you know. Absolutely. So um, when you're doing sort of 40 quotes, you're out on the road, you know, the working hours of the week. Then you get back in, in the evenings, you're sat doing paperwork. Meanwhile, someone's got to fit all of this flooring. <laughs> so, you know, I did have six installers at the time, one being my cousin that, yeah. you know, had been working with me, who was a fantastic installer um but then we had a lot of other sort of younger fitters that just didn't have the right mindset you know great lad great lads they were great lads um and could do good work but they just made a choice sometimes in the working day as i'm sure you found in the past that they just didn't want to do you know that it was more like that'll be okay yeah absolutely yeah yeah just 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 hash that in that'll be okay that's, yeah. that's going to be on the sideboard goes over that customer won't see that <laughs> yeah. but um, previous customers that had used me in the past 
obviously, I, I'd installed my iPhone detail in them, so they knew what they were looking at. Yeah. So it started opening a bit of a can of worms, and the more complex um, Candine and Antico jobs we started getting, because of obviously all the design work that's possible with them. Again, yeah. the lads had a bit of a threshold. You know, they all sort of could do this, and then, and that was that was their threshold. They couldn't do the, you know, the, the border work, or they couldn't do the fancy design. So, yeah, yeah. when you're selling a lot of like fancy work and you haven't got the fears, it's <laughs> it's I, hard to complete. Yeah. Know? So, um, yeah, it's it become become very frustrating for me. It's twenty four seven having this business. Yeah. You know, I was constantly firefighting, it, and yeah, you know, it aged me. Yeah. <laughs> From 20, 25 to thirty, you know, I started going grey at like twenty six. Yeah. Um, it, it, it aged me the stress of it, and people you know, from an outside people were going, "Oh, you know, God, you must be doing well, must be doing well," because you know, yeah. it looks looks great. All five bands, like ten staff or nine, ten staff. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I had a nice life. But I, I bloody worked hard for it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and I wasn't, you know, it's like people thought I had millions in the bank. I was like, no, but not. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, anything I've got, any nice holidays or calm, I have, I'm working like double hard for that. Yeah. You know, people don't see that. They just no. think you just stroll around. It's like, um, but yeah, you know, I was just thinking, what? At one point, I got to the point my my company cost thirty thousand pound a month to break even. Yeah, and I'm still, you know, still a small business, Tom. Like, only up to sort of ten staff. You know, to keep the light, turn all the lights on, pay all the bills, and to pay my basic wage that I paid myself. Yeah, a month. It was thirty thousand pound a yeah. month. And some of these people, are, you know, when you break it down into four working weeks and five day weeks on average, I know, you know. Which is when we was installing, which creates the earning the money. That's twenty days a month, you know. So your daily sort of Burn income, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure I don't need to tell you this, but for anyone this that's got a business, it, it's a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, a lot that wrong, you know, in, in any yeah. person. <clears throat> and then when you add into the mix of things like you know, in the foreign trade, every team is a team of two. You know, carpet jobs. You need two men, even yeah. with. But any aspects of forum really, you need to be a two-man team because it's a hard, it's a hard trade. Right. So, you know, I send out a senior fit or an apprentice on the bands, then they go to jobs, you know, and then like come and give a worksheet. Like, that's all the stuff you need, guys, in the warehouse. Help yourself. Take a bit extra, you know, an extra bag of screed if you want, or extra couple of bags. You know, yeah. you're working 20 minutes away, so take extra. So it's fine. Oh, you know, they still go to site. Next, next with the wrong stuff. Yeah, or yeah, stuff like that. Or like the next morning, we're in there. You know, they were in early. They emptied the van from the day before, and then it's like, right, you're off to this job. Oh no, 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 no. Sorry, we've got to go back to that job twenty minutes away. Why? Oh, because we we didn't have the gold single bar that was on the worksheet that we should have taken. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh right. So okay. So now we've got two men in a van doing an hour and a half round trip by the time you got there. You yeah. Know, Doing something that was going to take two minutes yesterday, you know, while yeah. you're at, at the end of the job, and the things that you know, they, oh, do, oh, don't have a go at this. Like, oh, I'm not having a go. I'm just sort of saying, trying to get you to understand the knock-on effect. Yeah. You know, there's a compound effect in life. 
so you don't understand that you know now you guys are going to be an hour two hours late to this job today you're going back there extra fuel time it's you know it's, this is a business not a charity but, and, and you've got to ring the client that we went to go to say the boys are running late and they're disappointed because they were waiting in and they've cleared the room and yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and um and, and people just don't sort of realize like I said, the knock-on effect. They're just going, oh, it's just a doorbell. You're, you know what? It is just a doorbell. But yeah. look what, look what the the knock-on effect is. Yeah. But, you know, this is happening a lot. You know, or when I have my shop, I don't not so much anymore. Do a lot of wood flooring, to be honest. But when I have my shop, we dealt with woodpecker. Had an amazing big display stand. Yeah. And um, done tons of uh, engineered wood flooring. So you know, on them jobs. I'll book it and that's a three day job. Whenever I quoted a job, I'm not one of it was one of these guys that would go to a job and book it in three days when it's a, a four day job. You know, I used to give anyone that done work for me, I would go to the job and I would quote the time on what it would take me to do on my own. Yeah. Yeah. On no. my on my own. So then I then I'd send a two man team. So if it's a, you know, I have a big, big wood job every three days, they They'd be on that. And at the end of the three day, I'm always checking in with all turn up and go, obviously not going to get done today, are you? Looking at it. No. Why you know, why are you jigsawing everything? Yeah. That, that that big thousand pound chop saw that makes work really easy that you bought for us. So it broke about three months ago. But um yeah. but basically but basically no one wants to admit who broke it. So that's why it's not being brought to light, because it's like Okay. it's like oh my god yeah so yeah. you've got that nice expensive tool that makes just like a really quick job yeah. and instead of just saying that you know the guards broke on it it could be an accident so like, it doesn't matter you know things yeah. happen they're consumables but like yeah it's just stuff like that Tom it just got so frustrating and you're like what, what more can you do with these guys you know um, it wasn't all of them it wasn't no, all no. of them but you know and um but yeah, just so at that point, I was just like, I had to make a decision. And the showroom was getting busy Saturday mornings. We'd have tons of customers in. Yeah. One of the booking jobs. And I sort of started getting, seeing that, you know, customers are coming in on a Saturday. They get added onto a list that, for me to contact and see. But when, they, when the list is like 20 people long, when I get obviously five minutes to do that, yeah. I start number one, two. So people started getting a bit pissy, you know, pissed off because yeah. they're like, oh, I went into the Johnson Floor the other day and um, didn't get back to me. Well, I haven't heard anything yet. You know, this is in like a couple of days later, but yeah. they don't realize. So I could just sort of see that it was getting too big. The demand was far too big. Yeah. I didn't have to fit. I didn't have the installers. I was constantly looking on installers. Um, I scrolled back through me old business page, Facebook page over there and see like, you know, how many times I was putting on there looking for fitters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I did, you know, I did have quite a few contractors that come on board and like, you know, the usual thing when you speak to them, like, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, fit all floors. Yeah, fit everything, mate, men. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they come to a job, do a job and yeah. it's not men. No, no. <laughs> and that becomes a very awkward conversation then because you know, I was always one of these people that, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'd never sort of hash their work, but it would say to them, I'm not happy with that because of this. And yeah. let me, let, let me just quickly show you what I mean, you know. So I wouldn't just say, 
Charlotte on the Appy, I showed them why and showed them how I wanted it done. So, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of struggled getting contractors because people are like, oh, you're just too anal. So that's the right word, but you know, you're just yeah. too, you're too meticulous. I'm like, yeah, okay. Maybe I am, but that's what's created my reputation. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so what happened to the shop in the end? Um, I just I just made a choice in 2019 to shut it down. Yeah. But close it down. You know, nothing nothing bad from a business point of view happened. Um, it was all done correctly. You know, I got to a point with the order book where I closed it. Yeah. And then knew that I had sort of two months left of the shop being open so I could fulfill all them orders. Um, and yeah, that was it basically. Yeah. You know, the only the only sort of bad thing to come out of yeah, at the end was just um, a month's un unpaid business rates to the council, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatever. You know, no, no one, custom, customers that you need them, all the staff, you know, were sort of helped move on. You know, no one was left high and dry. If anything, it was, it was me that sort of, after spending all them years setting it all up and everything, you know, I was yeah. sort of. More heartbreaking for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'll say it, there's no bankruptcy or anything like that around it. I've done it all properly and I, I survived through it. But yeah, the, the money, watching the money dwindle down to wind the company up was yeah. quite annoying. You know, not, there wasn't tons in there, but yeah. you know, when you sort of see a few tens of thousands dwindle down just in a wind up process to do it properly, when there's so people out there that just sort of take the money and, you know, and sod everyone else, I'm just, my ethics are not like that. I couldn't do that. So, no, no. but after that, the good thing about that is that obviously I'd sort of stripped it back. So I was back to being an 18 year old boy again with a yeah. man in a van. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's when I created um, I Build and Renovation. So I slightly diversified at this point because the last few years of having Luke Johnson flooring, I, I had started doing renovation works yeah on the side just because customers asked me that you know i was so meticulous with the flooring work like you know do you do this do, you do that and um basically i started doing bits and bobs on the side uh, renovation works and that had started sort of growing in the background as well because i was taking my time doing a good job and customers were happy so yeah. they tell someone else and yeah spending 15 years on luke johnson flooring building a branded name and having to shut it down because, you know, I couldn't get the staff or the, the quality installers I needed. It was quite sad. A bit different yeah. if, you know, if, if no one was coming in the shop and we were terrible at what we did, yeah. then you can you can swallow that. Yeah. You can be like, do you know what? Actually, I tried saying it didn't work. You know, we didn't have the demand. We didn't have the customers. But yeah. we did. So at the time, I didn't really realise, but over the last few years, I've sort of, understood that you know that obviously sort of upset me quite a lot inside because yeah. i grafted so hard you know i tried to you know the guys <clears throat> look after everyone pay them as well as i could you know i was never making thousands and thousands of pounds yeah and paying paying some peanuts you know i always said to them <clears throat> if you make me a million pounds you know you will feel feel the knock-on effect of that yeah, you, know, yeah. you will benefit as well <clears throat> so it, you know it's just a bit going and I sort of fell out of love with the um, industry at that point yeah so 
hence where the um, I build and renovations come from. I um, also learned from my business being my name, Luke Johnson Flooring, yeah. that when it comes to closing down, I couldn't even sell on the, the, the database. You know, yeah. Luke Johnson Flooring is nothing without Luke Johnson. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, Dave down the pub can't be Luke Johnson Flooring. No. So, you know, what I did look into, obviously, trying to just salvage something, you know, get 10, 15,000 pounds for the database and the and the, the brands, but I couldn't because yeah. it was me. So, yeah, when starting another business, obviously, I was very um, reluctant to obviously use my name again. I wanted to be a, a company. Yeah. Just, yeah, a yeah, sorry, a company yeah. name. So, you know, you build a good enough brand, you can sell it on you know yeah, Tom absolutely. can be it, be it John can be it it doesn't matter so yeah so I come up with all building renovations um and my aim was obviously to take on bigger work still always doing the flooring work yeah but um yeah just you know with extra stuff now so yeah and that that's um over, overall I build the last three years has actually been very good for a yeah. few reasons that um, it's been obviously I've been in control of it all so you know I've not been relying on other people no I've been going to work every day and um, that's been much better being back in that position you know, again a lot more personal for my customers I am lucky that I've still kept the same customer base Yeah. so I tend to sort of do mid, mid to high end work from my shop and I'm lucky that I've still kept my same customer base. Customer base. Yeah. Um, you know, I've still got a lot of my accounts, so I can still offer all the same thing that I did before, but I'm just out of that now. Um, yeah. And obviously, can't do as many jobs. But um, yeah, that with the renovation side, I've been doing obviously, you know, building projects as well. So, from extensions to remodeling. But as you probably know, you know, the building trade. At the moment, is <laughs> it's a hard place to make money. Yeah, yeah, tell yeah. That. You know, materials. We even in flooring, as we know, everything is so hard to make money. Um, and as I started growing with the renovation side of things, I very quickly found myself going back down the same road again. Yeah. Where you know, I take employed a couple of guys, getting con sub subcontractors working on the jobs, and I yeah, very quickly found myself falling into a bit of Luke Johnson flooring again, where you know, getting this work, but the guys are letting me down, other subcontractors. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the money soon gets out away. So it's like a lot of lot of effort and but not a lot of reward. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I um sort of again, six months ago I've got rid of the, the employees and literally for the first time ever stripped stripped it back to just being me yeah like, since i was a 18 year old lad and i i took on my first apprentice or my laborer um i'm 35 now only recently has it ever been that i you know i wake up in the morning now and all i have to think about paying is my daily wage yeah you know i mean there's there's always been another wage yeah, yeah, or yeah. Someone, someone else's mortgage or rent to pay every single week up until I had the business, and like I said, it was in multiple people's wages. Yeah, and that's been a, <clears throat> that's been a huge weight off my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, which um, 
You've got more yeah. money in your pocket as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I know. Yeah. We obviously briefly spoke earlier about you know when you had more guys, but it's it's strange. You know, I've still got I've got all the knowledge. Yeah. You know, I've got all my lessons now. I've learned the hard way. Unfortunately, yeah. for a lot of things in life, uh, I've made the mistakes. I've learned the hard way. But now, um, going back to just literally being me. Yeah. Of course, I still you know I still work with my cousin who's an installer. He's his own man. We yeah. still team up. I've got other good friends that I team up and work alongside, but I don't have to pay anyone else's wage or mortgage anymore apart from my own. Yeah. Which is is nice. You know, it's a that's a good feeling. Why Flaw Ninja? Where's where's that came yeah. from? So, so, yeah, sorry, bit bit of background there, maybe a bit too much, but you know. Um, no, I love the story. Absolutely like 90% of the stuff you said. Slightly different environment, slightly different location, but all of those pains that you've identified there, I've lived, breathed, I've been the person, like, with my hand hand, uh, over my face thinking, why did you not fit that door bar? You know, why did you leave the job at five to four when you could have just stayed till quarter past four? Um, You know, everyone thinking you're making millions and, you know, you're... You're some months cash flow, you're struggling to meet payday. Some months you think you're a millionaire, but you're actually not. All of those things, you know, man in a van, bigger shop than another one. Yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is like, <laughs> you may as well have yeah. read, read, read out my CV. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, if in the, in the industry, I, I know many other people that are in this situation now, you know, with um, shops and you know, talk to them on social media, in person. And yeah, you know, I'm sure people listening to this will be able to relate to this easily, especially small business owners, you know, that family-owned shops and, you know, the smaller setups. Where every, you know, when you've got every person in your business is a key cog. This, you know, yeah. companies that have got 50 to 100 people, you know, that everyone's overlapping. If someone doesn't come in that day, you sort of don't really miss them. But when we're like small businesses like ourselves, when, when that one cog's not there, the chain stops moving, doesn't it? It's it's just yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's um yeah, so I'm sure there's a lot that can relate to that. But from in answer to your question, floor ninja is actually quite a, a newish thing over the last few months. It's actually started from TikTok. You know, for, for when TikTok first came out, I you know, you see it everywhere, and I, like we all do, we download these apps, see what it's all about. I think it's in, it must have been in the lockdown pandemic when it went crazy. Yeah, that's right. And I, I downloaded it, and I was like, what the, you know, I couldn't get my head around it. I'm quite tech, tech savvy, but I was like, what the bloody hell? You know, I couldn't work it out, and it wasn't of real interest to me at that time. So that got that got shelved, and then um, I sort of it's kept growing and growing and growing as we know. And then earlier this year, I saw. You know, let's let's take a look at that again because it's social media. You know, I know how important social media is for businesses yeah. um, today. But went back on there and yeah, first I had my little I build renovations page and sort of again wasn't too up with making these videos and how you do it, so left it. And then again, I've gone on and I created a a, a, a new account for just purely for thought for like. You know, flooring, you know, you've been in flooring 20 years. Yeah. Like, this is this is my first craft, my main skill set. So I do on there, you know, I love helping people and, and you know, 
putting stuff out there to help others um, make money or do a better job, whatever it is. And obviously, when I went on there, I'll just come up with the handle Floor Ninja. You know, that's my, that was my TikTok handle. So that's where it's come from. And at first, obviously, I just put my account out there, putting tips and tricks and flooring and renovation related. Yeah, Floor Ninja has basically come from being my handle on TikTok, my name, you know, my username, yeah. which I um, created. You know, I can't really remember how I thought of it. I just was sitting there thinking of what's a cool name. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that come up there. So over the last few months, you know, I've, put, I've put a bit with social media, you know, one minute I'm sort of fully on it. Then the next minute I might post anything for a few weeks because, you know, my life's not governed by social media. No. But, you know, sometimes we're at work, you're just working away and like, the job's not really the right, you know, you can't really get some good footage and, or no. whatever. So yeah, I'm a bit sporadic with that. Um, but videos I've put out there, you know, some of the good views and, you know, I get a lot of people sort of messaging me, whether it be Instagram or whatever, asking for tips, advice, and so on. Um, How many followers have you got now on TikTok? Uh, only only, only 7,000. So it's not, you know, not not a lot. But I say I'm so... Oh, good quantity. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah, still, still good. You know, my Instagram's only 3,000, just under. But again, you know, I'm very sporadic with it. Um, TikTok from main platform at the minute if I'm going to post anything. Yeah. So um, that will change going forward. But yeah, but from from there, the Floor Ninja brand, you know, it's been quite, it's quite a cool brand, um, I think. You know, a bit different. Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's where the Floor Ninja's come from. Being away the last two weeks, I've sort of been on holiday and had a lot of time to think and of sort of yeah i am going to progress with the, the floor ninja brand yeah um because i think that yeah you know basically i've done flooring for 20 years the renovation side i love but for me as a businessman flooring is what oh. i can you know i can make money with basically yeah yeah so, so, so how does 2023 look in your view what have you got planned for for next year What's on the goals list? <laughs> yeah, so obviously with that a minute, in the background, I'm just working on, I've got I've put a bit of a plan together with and the floor ninja will go forward. So currently my business is I Building Renovations Limited. I will be changing the name on Companies House. So the same company, but we'll just be changing name to yeah. Floor Ninja. And um, I'll be running with that. You know, I feel, feel like I sort of fell back in love with the trade now, yeah. which um, the whole Luke Johnson flooring experience so I definitely fell out of love with it. Yeah. And oh, and ultimately with the flooring, you know, I love helping others. You know, um, I've done a brief four months in the tra- in training last year, helping out, um, and really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, you know, again, multiple people message me, text, you know, on all the platforms, asking for tips, and I love helping. So. Yeah. Um, I'll focus back to the flooring. The floor ninja, floor ninja will, you know, I'll be doing the same thing as what I do now with my local customers, supplying and installation of all types of flooring. Yeah. Um, thinking about setting up, obviously, a little mini appointment only showroom for that because that really does help, you know, having a little showroom. At the minute, I have to rely on taking sample books or swatches. Um, so I'm going to do that on that side. And there will be, 
another aspect of Floor Ninja, which will be the academy. So this is not public yet. Anyone listens to this and by the time this goes out, it might be a bit more public, but yeah. I am going to look to do some sort of training. Um, I'm not going to be setting up like my own training center and doing no. that because it's not something I want to do full time. No. Um, you know, I don't want all my eggs in one basket, but I am going to be offering some training courses at huh. various locations. Yeah. Um, for people, because you know, I have a lot of young lads that must be saying, like, you know, can you do training or whatever? And I met met some lads when I did do the training briefly at Candy. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I enjoyed it, Tom. You know, I really did. I may have Paddy on the other week, and yeah. Paddy's a great guy, and he's smashing it. You know, and I'm very similar with Paddy. I genuinely want to help yeah. others and do yeah. a better job. You know. And I'm, I'm not a bad installer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I have got mm-hmm. things to um, offer. And, um, yeah, so mm-hmm. it's going to, 2023 is looking exciting. You know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm back in love with the trade mm-hmm. and want to, yeah, watch, watch out. Like Floor Ninja is going to grow. <laughs> That's lovely. So, um, so what we're going to do is we're going to go into a bit of a quick fire. Thank you so much for sharing that story, Best story there because just so many things clicked. I could have every element brilliant that. Um, but as we always do, we're gonna have a bit of a, a fun quick fire round. Um, just for my entertainment and and yours and the listeners. <laughs> um, so if you won 10 million quid tonight on the lottery, what would be the first five things you would buy? First five things. Yeah. Um obviously a very big house somewhere with uh <laughs> Massive workshop because I like doing multiple things and tinkering yeah. around with stuff. Um, so very big house, obviously a car. You can ask me which one. I don't really know what car. Maybe a GT4 RS. Yeah. Porsche, but yeah, maybe a couple of cars actually. Maybe like, I do like I do like nice things. But um, but ultimately, if I had a lot of money, I would be investing it in some sort of way of helping people you know yeah it, it um, would be helping others yeah. um of some sort of business setup you know i don't know exactly what bit no. if i had enough money that i could just spend time helping other people whether it be you know installers on site yeah. develop or businesses you know so although i don't have a multi-million pound successful flooring business i have learned a lot of things that now i tell other people yeah. And it stops them going down that same road. You yeah. Know, so I've got, I can help people. Um, but yeah, no, that's from this. I'll probably just enjoy the comfortable, being comfortable money wise and just help as many people as I could. And in your big, massive house that you bought, what flooring would you buy? <laughs> uh, what's, what would be your dream floor? Upstairs, um, downstairs? Well, currently at home, I'm sat here and I've got. Project floors, herringbone, French oak, oak hall downstairs. Yeah. And cool mar carpet all the way through upstairs. So I'm pretty happy with that. Um, yeah. To be honest, yeah, it probably may be the same, yeah. Or, yeah. you know. Class. And um, the old the old chestnut, uh, five guys or dominoes and why? Definitely five guys. Because, um, Although it's a rip-off for burger and chips, 
dominoes. <laughs> I don't know what they put on it, but the next day you know about it. <laughs> so, you know, I'll just dominoes pizzas. Nah, I, I, I don't like them. I was thinking about this uh, because Peter from KHR also said about dominoes that that I think they might put something in them to make you eat more or or yeah. not. Because exactly. he was like, yeah, you have to finish the whole pizza. And I'm thinking, I thought that was just me. I thought I'm just a greedy person. And I'm sure no. there's some flavouring that's like, gets your taste buds going, I've got to finish this. And then, then once you buy more at the same price, <laughs> maybe just the greedy ones of us, exactly. but you don't know. But uh, Yeah, no, definitely I can agree with that. So. Class. Um, and then the last question is, uh, mash, roasties or chips? Roast. Oh. Roast dinner is my favourite dinner, so roast potatoes, hundred percent. Brilliant, that's class, Luke. Um, right, where can everyone find Flaw Ninja if everyone, anyone wants to follow you? So yeah, obviously you can find me on TikTok, which is Flaw Ninja. Um, my Instagram and Facebook currently obviously transitioning over, um, finding it hard to change the name completely on Facebook at the minute. So a lot of it's Floor Ninja slash I Build Innovations. Yeah. Purely because of the fact, obviously, I am in a transition period um, and just sort of trying to get awareness out there. People are seeing the transition. So you'll see some of my logos have the Floor Ninja and I Build at the minute. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, a website will be coming, but that's not yet. But yeah, social media basically. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Class. Brilliant, Luke. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your story. Uh, it's been absolutely brilliant. No worries. It's been an absolute pleasure, Tom. Thanks a lot. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerell andco.co.uk we also have an instagram account which is cockerel and co and also we are on facebook once again don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and we look forward to seeing you here again soon